acknowledge you and everything. We're grateful, Lord, for the community that you've given us here, Lord, the fellowship that we have with each other. Thank you, Father, for the wonderful members here, the commitment that they have, the desires they have to serve you, Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you just continue guiding us, Lord, and strengthening us and getting us closer and closer to you, Jesus. We also ask, Lord, for our heart and our minds in this moment, that you remove every distraction, Lord, every kind of thought that wants to take us from hearing your voice, hearing the peace that you have to offer us, Lord, the love that you have for us. We thank you, Jesus, for the grace that you've given us to now, Lord, the mercy you've shown us till now. But that your voice, Lord, that created the heavens and the earth, create something new in us today. We're just grateful, Lord, for everything you do, Jesus. And we ask this in your precious name. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you all. Y'all may be seated. Dios bendiga todos. God bless the band. Pues que bonito es el Señor. Amen, hermanos. Pues Dios bendiga todos. Pues hoy van a comenzar la clase de, el clase, clase o la clase, el clase de el bautismo. So, gloria a Dios por eso. Dios bendiga a todos que, que van a comenzar eso. God bless everyone today that's starting the baptism class. They're starting the baptism uh, class uh, today. Uh, so, praise God for that. God is um, good and God is moving. Um, let's continue praying for uh, everything we've got going on here, brothers and sisters. We've got a lot of, you know, school starts this week here in the academy. Um, praise God for that. Looking forward to to that, seeing what God's going to do with that. Amen. God's starting something out. We got to pray for that, right? We got to pray that God moves in a mighty way uh, as we only know that he can. So praise God. Um, but let's also pray for, uh, uh, thankful for everybody that was able to come out yesterday for the first, uh, um, what are we calling it, deep cleaning of the church. Uh, God bless you all. We had a quite a, quite a nice little turnout yesterday. Um, accomplished a lot of stuff, so praise the Lord for that. It was good to see everybody working in harmony, amen. Uh, so God bless y'all, and uh, looking forward to future ones too that we'll be doing, so praise uh, praise the Lord for that. But let's keep on praying, brothers and sisters. If you guys can pray for me also, I'll be taking off here this uh, evening, early evening, uh, just for a couple of days, uh, that the Lord may protect uh, my family when I'm gone, and also my journey. Uh, but praise the Lord, um, it is good to be here. Um, there was uh, a lot of thought in, into this message that is going to be preached today. Um, but, um, you know, you, you, you start to look at some things and you want to be politically correct and stuff too. You know, people are like, ooh, he's so arrogant to say I. Uh, but I think in times you can be arrogant when you're asking God to convince you. You know, I could have put, we were made for this. Everybody feels better, like, oh, okay, now he's considering, you know, me in this. No, 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 this is you saying this. I was made for this. What were you made for? What were you truly made for? Because just because of what your journey's been in life doesn't mean that that's what you were made for. Just because it was difficult, just because there were struggles, just because there were trials and tribulations, that doesn't mean that that's what you were made for. As we can see a lot of examples in the Bible, and we've heard a lot of testimonies even here in this church, that these things that happen uh, in life have brought us to a moment where God can use us in a mighty way, 
in a tremendous way. Um, so kind of sit back and let's see what the Lord has for us this morning uh, with this message. I was made for this. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless uh, the children uh, and the classes this uh, morning. Dios bendiga los clases y los niños. Kids, when you drop your crayons, please pick them up. Public service, right, Liz? Sister Jennifer? Uh, we had, uh, we had, when we were cleaning the floors yesterday, Brother Man, brother, where's Brother Manuel at? Man, that's, that's, I knew this weekend was going to be good when my first divine thing that God gave me was talk to this brother right here. He knows how to, he knows how to do those floors. Um, brother Manuel was, man, he was dancing with that um, scrubber. Uh, God bless him. And he was showing us some stuff and reminiscing on some past things. But I, I tell you, if, if you have a question about a job, it doesn't matter what it is. You need to ask Brother Manuel because there is a list of them that he's done it at some time in his life. He did it. And praise the Lord, we were, we're having a good time. I enjoyed my time with Brother. And he, he stayed at it and, and, man, got fast on that thing. So I couldn't keep up with him. And all I was doing was squirting. I was, you know, doing the soap stuff. And, and my, my brother was like, man, brother, you know, take it easy. I'm cramping. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time, brother and sisters. And God bless you all. And, again, we're going to have plenty of time for for these uh, moving forward. I heard Brother Joe, I'm glad I didn't see it, but I heard Brother Joe got up to almost the top of here with some scaffolding um, to, to fix some of the lights. And what a blessing it is and seeing all the kids. Uh, even little Braden, I know he took off already. He was running around trying to help out. And God bless all the kids that were here too, trying to help out. Amen. God is good, brothers and sisters. Señores, bueno, hermanos. Y qué lindo es Cristo que los tiene en un lugar que debemos sentirnos que es casa, amen. We should feel like this is our home. God has called us to be here uh, and also consider each other in everything. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, I'd like to start off by uh, reading uh, 1 Timothy 5.17, if we can. Quiero comenzar aquí, hermanos, leyendo 1 Timoteo 5.17. Dice, los ancianos que gobiernan, gobiernan bien sean tenidos por dignos de doble, doble honor, mayormente los que trabajan en, en predicar y enseñar. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. God bless this church, brothers and sisters. You guys have always been members that have been very supportive through the years, um, and, and we appreciate that. It helps us um, put it in another gear for the Lord. Amen? Uh, just seeing the fruits, uh, seeing uh, God moving. There are, there are difficult things that we go through as, as church members, losses, um, uh, pain, and hurt sometimes. Uh, Sometimes it's, it's hard to see stunted growth. Sometimes it's hard to see someone stuck in something when God has called us to um, move forward, when God has called us to elevate, we find ourselves still here uh, on, on the ground. Uh, a veces es difícil, hermanos, para los predicadores, um, haber personas sufriendo, haber personas no 
entendiendo, no, no sabiendo lo que se está predicando, no aplicándolo en sus vidas. A veces es difícil, hermanos, porque um, es que queremos ver uh, la gloria del Señor en, en, en las vidas de, de todos que están escuchando la palabra de Dios, pero a veces hay una lucha, hay una, una cosa que, que los detiene de recibir uh, la santa palabra de Dios. Es como estábamos leyendo de el parábola, parábola, parábola del simiente. Uh, que como a veces vienen cosas en nuestras vidas que quita uh, a nosotros enfocar a uh, lo que quiere el Señor de nosotros. You know, it's important. We're in an important place, brothers and sisters, and, and this precious word that comes to us. When, when the word of God refers to, the, um, to God's word as, as precious as gemstones, as precious as uh, silver and gold, um, and we just push it away. We don't apply it. We don't grab it. We don't put it to work. Then, of course, we're going to have issues in our lives. Of course, we're going to have bitterness. Of course, we're going to have uh, a tug of war in our lives. Sometimes we cannot um, ever find our, our, our uh, footing. We can't find our balance. We can't found our, find our foundation because we're moving along too much in things. And it's sad when you get to a certain age where Um, we should have grown out of a lot of things. We still have them. We still have anxieties. We still, we can't control our mind. We can't control uh, certain things in our life. We're always thinking about things that we can't change. Think about that for a second. Don't you want to get to a point where you're at peace and you're like, hey, God, I can't change that. I can't change the heart. Only you can change the heart, God. I don't care how much we think we, we have the capability. It's God that controls the heart. But yet, here we go with, again, stressing out about, oh, maybe this year, oh, you know, and, and stressing ourselves into a sickness when it's like, hey, God, I give it to you. God, you know what you got to do. God, you're awesome. I give you the glory, Jesus. It's you that's going to do it perfectly. If I try to do it, it could be temporarily. But when you do it, it's eternal. There's some peace that comes off of you. There's a load that comes off of you when you start doing that. But what's the problem? Is that we become too humanistic. We think that we can change things. People aren't in our hands. They're in God's hands. You know, I know we, we all grew up playing with Play-Doh, but that doesn't mean that we're, <laughs> you know, they're, we're, they're in the potter's hands. He's the potter. And he's perfect in how he designs and creates. But there's times, brothers and sisters, that we lose things because of all the things that are coming at, at us. We lose focus. We lose hope. We lose the ability to really take control of things. A veces, hermanos, tenemos tantas cosas que estamos perdiendo. Um, how do you say the focus? El enfoque. El enfoque de... Um, de cosas en nuestras vidas que debemos hacer con el Señor. ¿Por qué? Porque muchas veces estamos, uh, las distracciones vienen en nuestras vidas, que el Señor tiene un perfecto plan para nosotros, que lo podemos ver. Lo podemos ver. Nuestro Dios es digno, hermanos. Es misericordioso, que te va a enseñar el, el, el perfecto plan. A veces te lo va a enseñar con la palabra de Dios, Muchas veces te va a enseñar, te puede enseñar con, con uh, pruebas y, y obras que vas a tener, te está guiando. 
pero te va a enseñar. Pero humanamente a veces no queremos ir en el camino que Él tiene uh, el plan para nosotros. There's times, brothers and sisters, that God perfectly, He's merciful. He'll show us the direction. He'll show us the path. But sometimes, because of our heart, sometimes because of our own desires, we want to do our own thing. Sometimes because of our own pride, we want to do our own thing. Man, if pride is your GPS, then that's dangerous. And that's, and that, and that's unfortunately, in a lot of us, we have a lot of pride. And pride will separate you from God. Because we're serving a God that, you know, he was, a, he was selfless, not selfish. He left his throne of glory because he loved us so much. Well, if he loved me so much, then why this and this and that and this and this and this and that? God came to this place. This, God created this place as we saw and within a couple of chapters of his creation, we already separated ourselves from God. The world started separating itself from God, which created all these things, which created evil. And it saddens me when I see people carrying on to that. It saddens me as, as, a, as a believer in Christ when I see people deciding to hold on to pain. Because he's a God that releases that stuff and just removes it from you. And you see, the, the thing is about God is that God's perfect and stuff. If you have a, well, you don't understand, I have a lot of pain. Well, he's a lot of God. And the thing is, when God starts giving you an understanding, and you start to understand, okay, God, this is what you've called me for. You have your God moment. Your moment where you can see him working through you and praise the lord for that amen if we turn to romans 133 Pues no temer la autoridad, haz lo bueno y tendrás alabanza de ella. Listen to this. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou not then, will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Verse 4. Porque es servido de Dios para tu bien, pero si haces lo malo, teme, porque no en vano lleva la espada. Pues es servidor de Dios, vengador para castigar al que hace lo malo. For he is a minister of God to thee for good, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon them, upon him that doeth evil. Now, brothers and sisters, there's a, there's a heavy burden that comes on to those that minister. 
it's it's awkward. I mean, sometimes you could think you're 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 in a moment where you're like, well, you know, brother, I'm thinking about God and stuff like this. But there's another thing when God just puts it on you and he takes it over. He takes over. And he starts giving you word and you start having these moments where it's like, whoa, who told him? Who's been talking to him about, you know, about my life, about my marriage, about my work? Who's been who's been sharing with him things? You see, some of y'all looking at each other like, okay, okay, what's going on here? This is crazy. You know, somebody somebody must have texted in somebody or told somebody something. This is how divine this position is. It's crazy at moments, like it's like, you know, sometimes you don't even know people are going to be here at times. And, and God just perfectly caters a spiritual meal. But more than anything is that impact. If something's going on in your life and you're feeling the pressure sometimes of the word, the pressure of the spirit of God. Sometimes you're feeling convicted even before something is spoken. What? That's because, as Jacob said, this is a mighty place. There's no doubt that this is the house of the Lord. But see, we are combative by nature. As human as we are, we are combative by nature. What does that mean, being combative? Is that we are putting walls up, constantly protecting ourselves. It's naturalistic. It's, it's survival, they call it. Just think about it. From a child, the bullies, the kids laughing, doing stuff like this, walls started coming up, and they just got faster. They got bigger. They got stronger. And so till this day, we still do that here in the word of God. And as God has called us for, you know, sometimes the word comes like a, what do they call those bowl? I mean, the ball, the wrecking ball. And it just goes boom, boom. You guys can't hear it. We can hear it. God gives us that construction ear thing. Boom, boom. And it's God's word that will come sometimes as it hits that stony heart, as it hits that first layer of wall. Because that's the power of God. And it's intimidating as much as it is. We feel free being in God because it's like, God, I don't even know what I was going to talk about God today, but you took it over. I knew the scriptures I was going to be, you asked me to, present today, but you took over the service because he knows what we need, including them that preach it. If we turn to Titus 3.1, si seguimos leyendo aquí, hermanos, en Tito 3.1, dice aquí, recuérdales que se sujeten a los gobernantes y autoridades que obedezcan, que están dispuestos a todo Buena obra. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey the magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Now, brothers and sisters, this is like, what kind of preaching is this already? What are you, okay, 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 leave me alone, Brother Gabriel. 
Because there's sometimes that the word is pushed away when it's being spoken. There's times that advice is being given from this place, and it's like, I know those things already. But we cannot take these things for granted because God is speaking specifically to you, to you. This moment, even though it's a public area, even though it's open to many, he's speaking to you. Spotlights on you in these moments. And there's times where we're like thinking, you know, we've heard this before. Oh, man, I wish so-and-so would have been here to hear this. And we really missed out what was for you. So, So every once in a while, we have to talk about this and say, wake up and remember that God's great enough to reach everyone. But right now, he's trying to reach you. El Señor es bueno, hermanos, y, y, y no podemos poner límite en el Señor, pero a veces en nuestras mentes no entendemos que el poder que sale de la palabra de Dios, que se predica a veces, es para ti y no más para ti. A veces estamos pensando, ah, ojalá que, ojalá que los jóvenes lo ganan. Ya yo, yo viví mi vida. Usted que ya tu tiempo ya está, ya viene, ya está cerca. Lo quieres saber que lo tienes. Si estabas equivocado, equivocada. Si lo que pensaste tú, que creías que estabas bien. Porque dice que en ese día que muchos van a estar sorprendidos. I don't want to be surprised that day. I want to know. I want to know that I was serving the true God. I want to know that my commitment wasn't in vain. Es importante, hermanos, que estamos fundidos en la palabra de Dios, en la roca eterna. I, I, I mentioned it just a little bit earlier, but it's, I tell you what's my greatest fear. My greatest fear is being on my deathbed. And still having a question in my mind, did I fulfill God's purpose for me? Did I go to where I needed to go, where he wanted me to? That's my biggest fear. Because he's a great God. Seriously, I'm going to limit it based on what I thought? You're going to limit your life based, your kids, oh, my kids, when God's going to be like, no. You're, you're holding back your kids. Because we serve a God that's, Everything's his. Moments are his. If we turn to Genesis 127, we read here at the beginning of creation, amen? Si voltamos aquí, hermanos, vamos a leer cuando el Señor comenzó, creó todas las cosas, los cielos y la tierra, pero también... Los creó a nosotros. Y creó Dios al hombre a su imagen. A la ima imagen de Dios lo creó. Varón y hembra los creó. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now we read this here recently, brothers and sisters, and we know just a couple of chapters in. <laughs> we blew it. I mean, literally, we blew it. 
I mean, literally, a flood came and destroyed everything. And then after that, we blew it. But what we have forgotten is the master copy. I brought a message one time because I used to work for, for, uh, for a copy center for Xerox, and we always had the master copy. Because you can't make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy because eventually your copy is no good no more. It starts to get little speckles, the, the way it printed, puts spots on it. But if you always print from the master, it's perfect. And you see, as believers, we have forgotten our master copy, which is that we were created in his image. Así, a veces, hermanos, porque, porque la vida es <risa> tremenda, hermanos, que las copias, que, porque como dice aquí que somos imagen de Dios, pues ya la copia ya está como en, en no quiero decir cuántos años tienen a unos aquí, pero ya tienen muchas copias y se han olvidado de quién era el primer copia de nuestras vidas. We forget these things. We have forgotten that we are in his image. His image, his image. What does that mean to have his image? If we turn here to Colossians 3, 9. Si voltamos, hermanos, para aquí, Colossians 3, 9, dice, No mintáis los unos a los otros, habiéndos, Desponjado del viejo hombre con sus hechos. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Now listen to this. So it, it, he's instructing us here not to lie, but listen to this. You know, some of us can be like, well, I'm not a liar. I don't lie. I'm a gossiper. I'm a thief. I'm a... <laughs> But that's the one thing I don't do is I don't lie. <laughs> I just kind of want to put it all together, okay, because some of us could be really excited because we're not lying. Praise the Lord. God bless y'all for not lying. But there's a lot of other things that unfortunately we do. Whatever it is, okay? But look what it says here. It says don't do this because it says you have put off the old man. You have put off this oldness these false copies that got in your way of your image, the image of God, who you were created from, it's, it's caused you to separate, to do these things. And we re read here verse 10. Leemos aquí versículo 10, hermanos. Dice, Y revestido del nuevo, el cual conforme a la que, imagen del que lo creó se va renovando hasta el conocimiento pleno. Now listen to this and it says, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So why are we not to do these things? Because that's not how we were created. That's not the image we were created. So that's the tug of war. That's the pull. That's where we start to lose our identity. That's where we forget things. Why? Because we're getting pulled more 
to not the image of God, but what society says image is. Whatever that becomes. It's sad when you see it in young people as they're searching for something that they will probably never find. The biggest lie that's ever told is that you're going to find happiness on your phone (laughs) and what you look at and what you like and what somebody liked of yours. Look what I'm eating. Oh, I like that. Ten likes. That makes me who I am. Really doesn't. But unfortunately, it's created a different image. The image that we should search for is the image that we find in the peace of God, the love that he has for us. Just see where your just see where your heart's at. You can see where your heart's at by what it what affects it. Some of us can get very um, uh, critical and stuff, and say, "Well, my heart's with my family, my children." Well, praise God for that. But then you should want to serve God even more because you love them and you care for them, and you want to be an example for them. But we're some of us are just in survival mode. Some of us, the Titanic's going down, and we ain't thinking about, oh, make sure everybody has, you know, floaties. We're like, hey, I'm putting on double floaties on me. Watch out, kid. (laughs) And yet when we get to that point where our confidence is in God and we know he has everything planned out, he knows our time frame. God knows when our heart stops. There's nobody that knows that but God. But yet we take that control from him with anxieties. We take that control from him with worries that we have. When he knows. So we must find ourselves pushing away things that allow the false copy of our image to get in way of what the master copy of our image was. And it's sad. It's sad when you hear conversations, and you hear them, you know. I'm not the only one that hears them, too. When you hear, you know, if it's gossiping, that gossiping bothers me. That just gets me to ask, oh, I want to throw up right now. You know what, as a matter of fact, I'm going to just do this just in case, because I said gossiping, I'm going to put that there. Okay? In case I get a little... In case I get a little... I could just grab that bucket because that really bothers me. It really bothers me. Because you know what gossiping is? To me, it's a foolish way of justifying oneself into thinking at that moment that they're better when they forgot the mercy of God and what God did and what God has seen in us the shamefulness. Some of you, you can come and borrow it if some of y'all start to. Because you should be ashamed. And some, for some of us, it's natural, right? Should I just hold this the entire time? For some of us, it's just like, man, we're good at it. We're professional gossipers, right? The inquiring minds want to know, huh? 
but it's a sin. And the foolish thing about it is, is that you get labeled. You get labeled. You get labeled, and guess what? You have no friends. The Word of God says it. You become solo because nobody wants to be around you. Think about it for a second. Would you want to be around somebody that anything you say just leaves? The Word of God's awesome. But we have forgotten who he is. And I like it in church, right? Because we, we use gossiping different. Oh, we got to pray for them. I'm just telling you this so we can pray. Let's pray. Lying devil. You better shake it off or you're going to find a life full of pain. And guess what? You just saw the sword come out. And you wonder why there's curses. Why is this happening? If I'm a child of God, why do these things happen? It's because we've turned it to, we got to pray for this because this is happening. And then I even, when I've heard people do it, they, they, they convince themselves saying, well, we got to pray after everything that was said. Because this is a dangerous place that we're in. When you can find peace that the world doesn't have, when you can find gold and precious treasures here in the word of God, when God shows up and heals and removes things and is mighty, he's worthy of our attention. But again, sometimes we leave here and there we go again. And it saddens the preacher because people don't learn. John 10, 22. I'm going to read these in English because I've got a few verses to read here, um, but you can follow me in Spanish. And it was in Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication that was when? That it was winter, 23, verse 23. And Jesus walked in the, in the temple of Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them and, and said, I told you, and ye believe not that the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I have said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Now go back a verse, brother. 
See, you see, it, it gets confusing sometimes right here because you can see here he says that nobody can what? What does it say on this verse? Nobody can do what? Pluck them out of whose hand? And then the next verse says what? You see, this is where it gets confusing. Now, it most likely it was com more confusing for them back then because it was nothing that their expectations were of understanding who he was. But he said, I told you this already. I showed you this already that they can't be plucked out of my hand. But he gives a revelation here of who his hand is. You see, when we were created in God's image, there's an authority that came over us that we fail to be able to use in our lives because we have forgotten who we were created and what image we were created in. And, and, and so our, our prayer isn't the prayer that it needs to be. Our prayer kind of has like rules to it, or I'm going to pray, but I'm also going to prepare if the prayer is not answered. We start to kind of doubt. We doubt conversations we have, even though we have authority that God has given us. Now, some of us really, because of these other things that Paul was talking about here, um, about the lying and all these other things, remember that copy gets a little thinner, right? That, that, that authority gets a little thinner, right? We, we don't feel like we can say something because we know how we've been living. We, we, we don't feel the confidence and the trust that we can, we can, we can ask this or say this because of the doubt in our heart, the sin in our life. I mean, I, I, you know, I look around the room and I see people here that have probably prayed like prayers of like their head was under the water. Well, everybody's had a moment where something was happening and, and you had to have that. You, you, it's, it's an amazing moment. It's an amazing moment. I used to tell Brother Renee all the time, those moments, brother, where all you're doing is talking to God. You cherish those moments. And you know he's talking to you. for whatever news it was or whatever was going on. And we've had those moments before, but in that moment, that unknown moment where our faith is, is in, is in relation to how our life is. Right, because you start to calculate stuff, right? Everybody has all these equations going on, like, am I serving God the best I am? Well, I kind of still do this. I give more time to this. I doubt this. I do this. And all these equations are right here and as you're trying to answer them. Does God, still, does God still love me? Is God going to answer this? Is God? Is God? Because we've put that in our way. But God is so awesome. God is so awesome. I mean, how many of y'all really want to have a God moment at this moment? See, some of us, some of us, we, we were, uh, this sounds like snake oil to me. Is he going to, poof, 
here's a magic show. Look, there's God. God is so merciful that that moment that you push yourself to the side and you just are in his presence, that moment that you acknowledge that you were created in his image. That moment that you realize that if you were created in his image, then you've got to let go of all these things. Something comes over you because of the evilness of the separation of what, how the mechanism that the devil uses that even though you're not in bars, even though you're not in the crack house, even though you're not doing things that you used to do before in your past, you have found yourself here in church still with false copies of your creator. But that moment, that you just get to that perfect image you were created. Something comes over you. A power comes over you. A peace comes over you. I, algo, hermanos. No se puede explicar muy fácil, pero el momento que entiendes que aceptas que tú, tabas, tú eres criado en la imagen de Dios y puedes dejar toda duda, toda pecado, Toda cosa que ha venido, que se ha ponido enfrente de tu creador. Ese momento cuando tú puedes ver en el espejo y miras al Señor. Y es difícil hermanos porque hay tantas cosas que vienen en nuestras vidas. Pero necesitamos hallar cómo llegar a ese punto. Amén. Verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Wait a second here. Wait a second. I thought you said your hand. I'm confused here, said the Pharisees. No. Verse 30. I and my father are one. Oh, okay, so there's a clarification. Now, this is where people started getting even angrier. This is where they wanted to kill him now. Because it was like, whoa, wait a second here. Who in the world do you think you are? And now we go to Acts 3.11. Si voltamos, hermanos, para Hechos 3.11. Y teniendo asidos a Pedro y a Juan, el cojo que había sido sanado, todo el pueblo an, antonito, antonito, concurrió a ellos al portico que se llama de Salomón. And the lame man, sorry, and the lame man which was healed, held Peter and John. All the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's Solomon's greatly wondering. Now, this is the man that was asking, right? He was asking for limosca. How do you say that? For offering, right? For an offering for help, huh? Limosna. Right? And then he sees them, and what does Peter say? I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, 
and give you, right? What did he have? <clears throat> you see, <clears throat> there's times in our lives where we don't recognize what we have to give to people. Because we look in the mirror and we look like we're, we're lacking something because, you know, there's a hole, there's a stain in my shirt. You know, I have to, you know, put out the, the things to get my car going. We look at our status as a reflection of who we are, but not the power that's in us. That Peter saw in that moment. Because an image... See, you see, Peter was, Peter was with Jesus. We, we, we know that, right? Peter walked with Jesus, right? And yet denied Jesus. But the moment that Peter understood the image he was created in was the moment that he had power to say, look, I don't have this materialistic thing you're looking, you think you need, but what I have, of Nazareth and walk. Now, what does that have to do with us? Because a lot of us are fighting this battle right now in our lives. And we're fighting it like the man that was asking for what he thought he needed, silver and gold. Right now, there's something in your life that's distracted you enough to miss what you really need in your life. And that's why it's so precious that moment that you hear his voice calling you. Because that's the moment. That's the moment that you realize all this mess, all that you've gone through, all you've experienced, all the heartache, all the hurt, all the pain, all the resentment, everything you went for, you went through. was to get you in a moment where you could hear his voice saying, I could take it all. And you need to start at the master copy. You see, many of us, we don't understand, like, you know, I'm kind of confused with this message, Brother Gabe. Were you saying I was made for hurt, heartache, pain, abuse? The list goes on, right? No, that's what the world did. What I'm telling you is that God has created you in his image. It's the world <clears throat> that came in and chewed up things and scratched things and hurt things and created pain, created void, created the hurt. It's the world that did that. But that moment, moment that you say, okay, God, I see you in me. I see you, God. I can see the goodness. I can see the change. I can see the hope. I see you, God. I see you, God. I can see you in my kids. I, I thank you, God. Once your conversation starts to change, all these false copies of who you think you are go away until you get to the master. 
And it's difficult at times because our mind is just moving so much. So many thoughts, so many things. How am I going to do this? Well, what about this? What about that? What was even the preaching about today? I don't even know what this brother's talking about right here. Maybe I'll watch it later. Maybe I won't. But the word of God still is preached. And there's times that this authority that we have in us is dormant. It's not utilized. It's not spoken. Verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? You see, because that's who we become. As humanistic as we are, if we think that there's somebody that can heal us, save us, change us, we'll go long and far. We'll fly to places. But we fail to understand that God has given us the power. See, the thing is, is in this power, is that this doubt comes over. It's like, well, what if he doesn't do it? That's where you got to see what copy you're on. Because you might not still be there to the master copy. Because even when that comes across you, then you could say, then God's will must be fulfilled. You know, I, I talked about this before. You know, there's a, the, the story in the Bible, one of the apostles, James, right? James, they said that he, he you know, he, he walked with a limp. He was, he was you know, disabled. And I'm not talking about like one of those limps that you guys would think are really cool. He's like, oh, yeah, I kind of walk with a limp sometimes, too. Check me out. It wasn't one of those cool limps. And, and, and there's, there's, there's kind of, you know, you start to think of a disciple, an apostle that's going around healing people and still has a limp. That to me is like, it's kind of, you know, kind of baffling when you think about it because you're like thinking like, well, God, you know, in the name of Jesus. But there's something powerful about knowing where you're headed is going to be better than when you've been. You start to forget things and the pains, and it's the understanding, the peace that we have as believers when somebody's no longer with us that serve the Lord. We know that they're in a better place than what they were at and pains that they had, even though we selfishly wanted to hold on to them. We know that their body had a rest. Philippians 2.10 says, Para que... En el nombre de Jesús se dobla toda que rodilla de los que están en los cielos y la tierra y debajo de la tierra. That the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and the things under the earth. You see, Peter understood the power that was in him and the power of Jesus. 
the image he was created in. He's like, okay, well, guys, do you not remember in Genesis it says that we were created? Did you not read the book of Genesis? We were created in his image. Why are you surprised? But the image of God... There's power in the name of Jesus. But see, we can't invoke this power. And see, and sometimes we're just throwing stuff, right? And it says, the word of God says, even the de de demons believe it and they tremble. The disciples came to Jesus one time and they said, well, there's people using your name and demons are being cast out because there's power in the name. But more than anything, brothers and sisters, we've got to invoke this. In moments, and sometimes our doubt, sometimes things come into our lives. But the name of Jesus has power for heaven and earth. That's why it's so powerful to, when I taught youth, that was a critical thing. I used to tell the kids, just invoke the name. You're in the midst of kids that are not talking healthy and you're at a at your house and 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 things are out of control. Invoke the name. Invoke the name of Jesus. And you'll see this power. But there's times that we don't feel worthy to invoke a name if we are away from where he's asked us to be. I want to feel that power. I want to feel that confidence in him. I want to be able to be confident in that, as we all do. Verse 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, we have a responsibility to do as we get closer because, again, who knows what copy we're on right now? Who knows what the world has skewed that we can't even see God in us anymore? We can't feel God in us anymore. Like I said, I don't know if resentment is something that you struggle with. I don't know if bitterness, I don't know if uh, pain is something that just comes over you. Why me? Why this? But you got to get to the point where you're there with the master. You see, and it's, it's a channel of stuff to get you there. We have all these layers of sediments of life. And you've got to dig, and you've got to dig until you hit that rock. And some of us will just scratch the first layer. We're pulling a couple of the copies out of the way, and we think that's enough in the name of Jesus. But we're still doing things that were not made in his image. And then more copies get in the way. And that, that's why we sometimes come here to church and we feel like hypocrites. Sometimes we come to church and we don't feel worthy. Sometimes we come to church and we feel like we've let down our maker. And it's okay. As long as you understand here is the recycling bin for all those copies that need to get removed. 
Because we will always find the master copy here. We will always find the master copy here. But what's it going to take for us to realize that? What hope do we have if we can't see the master in us? If we turn here, brothers and sisters, to Luke 9. Si voltamos aquí, hermanos, para Lucas 9, 1. Habiendo reunido, reunido a sus doce discípulos, les dijo poder y autoridad sobre todos los demonios y para sanar enfermedades. Then he called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. So we see this moment where Peter's there and he says, hey, I don't have silver and gold, but what I have, I will give you in the name of Jesus. Get out. So you start to think about this moment, right? Because at that moment, Peter heard authority. But was he at that moment where he was at the master's copy? En ese momento entendió Pedro, es poco fácil, ¿no? Lo dice, yo te estoy dando autoridad sobre qué demonios y para sanar a personas. Pero, ¿qué pasó? Pues la duda viene a Pedro. Podemos ver, hermanos, que lo negó a Dios. Que no entendió lo que lo estaba diciendo el Señor. Ni entendió la resucitación. Well, what are you talking about, Brother Gabriel? Well, it says that they were just sitting there in the room, right, all defeated until they heard the news. And then all this, all this came to life when they heard the news that he rose again. Now, we have authority in Christ. And, and some of us, we got to understand the power of that authority. What is the power of the authority? Well, it means that you want to get as close as you can to God because you want to have the ability to pray and demons, demonic things, and healing happens. Because it says that in the Bible, this isn't just for the disciples. It says you will do greater things than them. If you don't doubt, if you can believe, but our doubt is what causes the copies to get in the way of our master copy. What can I do to get to the master copy? Well, just look right here. Peter heard this, went through denying him, we heard here recently in preachings. To a point where he was cursing. Can you believe that Peter was cursing? It says that in the Bible, Peter started talking like a sailor man again. Because a lady says, I think she was with him. That guy right there. 
Ah, he can't be with him. Look at the way he's talking. But that moment that we have all failed in things in our life and how we walk in our journey, but that moment that we realize that he has resurrected and that authority, because he says, I'm going to send you something. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you something. Something's coming. I've got to go and prepare something for you, but I'm going to send you something. And we've talked about this. These things sometimes are dormant in us that we don't understand the power that's in us. How can there be power in, in us, Gabriel, if I just got in an argument last night? Or I just doubted God this morning. Well, yeah, there, there you go. They're the copies, the copies that have gotten in the way. But remove them. Push them away. Do what it takes. Talk to your God this morning. Say, God, I know you created me. God, I know you made me in your image. I don't know what this world has done. I don't know what my thoughts have created. I've created false images of you, Jesus. I've created my opinion in you, Jesus. I've created things that have affected my kids. I see my kid with the same anxieties that I have, the same failures that I've, I've, I've tried to overcome. It, it, okay, we don't see our kids in the bars. We don't see our kids with addictions and things that they have, but they have worse things at times because they've been blessed without having these things, but they've been cursed what we've given them after. Do I need to repeat that a little slower? Because I feel like some of us really miss that. They've been blessed not having the addictions and the curses, but they've been cursed with having still what we lack. And we want to get to that perfect image. In the name of Jesus. There's power. There's power in his name. Sometimes we don't see it, like I said. Man, this life's interesting, isn't it? This life will just push you down and stomp on you, make you feel like you're nothing. Yeah, some of us feel what our bank account is. That's who we are. Oh, I, 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 When you get to that point that you understand the power that you wield is where you start to understand what God can use you for. But some of us, it's hard to see because there's too much mess in between us and that. We keep on reading here, verse 2. Y los envió a predicar el reino de Dios y a sanar a los enfermos. And he sent them to preach 
the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, what's crazy is you see this and they do this and they come back and they say things, but you see in Acts a place that Peter's at, which they call it the Gate of Solomon. Peter's at the same place that Jesus was at when he said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My father and I are one. And as Peter's walking up in this messages, these thoughts are coming into him knowing who Christ was, knowing that the Christ who said he was going to resurrect and resurrected, who said that we had a, a power and authority and now we have power and authority was here in these steps. He tells the person, he goes, look, I know you're asking for silver and gold. I don't have that, but I'm going to give you something greater. I'm going to give you what I just realized was given to me. You see, brothers and sisters, the Bible is perfect in how it's created things. We have Egypt. We have uh, the story of Exodus, uh, leaving Egypt. Some of us were on our exodus as we've left the world. And some of us, we still have, you know, some of the years in the desert that we've gone through. But that moment, that moment, that moment where we can hear God's voice and saying, take the exit. There's no longer a need for you to be in the desert. Is a moment that we desire. Amen. Matthew 10, 7 we turn here to Matthew 10, 7, it says, And as ye go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, verse 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. Now, brothers and sisters, the thing is, we haven't realized that we received. When I don't hear amens, is that, that means it's like, yeah, bro, I think Brother Gabe, I think you're right, Brother Gabe. I think we're kind of stuck. I'm kind of stuck. But you want to get closer to God so you can be used by God. Oh, 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 let me get, let me, let me get the brother. Brother, can you pray? You have it. But the thing is, is that sometimes the power is not there because, uh, again, we're too far from the image that we were created in. You have it. You have authority. God has given you power. But we're like, man, but I can't even pray for myself because I kind of. Okay, James. James felt the same way. Those that have had struggles and have bored things in their life. But to know that still I'm going to trust in what God gave me to do. What God asked me to do. Help us, Jesus, to see that. Isaiah 45, 11. Así dice Jehová el santo de Israel, 
y su formador preguntándome, preguntándome, ¿es eso? Preguntándome, dadme, de las cosas por venir. Mándame acerca de mis hijos y acerca de la obra de mis manos. Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his Maker. Ask me of the things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. Now, brothers and sisters, we have a power that God has given us that sometimes, like I said, we don't use in ways because of the doubts that we have in our lives. Things come up. How do we have doubts in lives? Sin is a doubt. Because we truly don't believe that God, if we allow sin in, it's separation from God is what the word of God says it is. So a separation from God is, is not doubting, it's is doubting that God is existing because we continue to do things. Things that we want to do, fleshly things. Even though, like, some of us have heard some of the things, we, we, we barely scratched the surface. It's not like the surface was about, okay, let's talk about all the sins of life so you can, no, no, you got to come back for that. And sometimes God will show you that through the word of God, you personally. But you, some of us, we heard some things, you know, we heard about gossiping and some of us got all, <gasps> but again, that's something that I really, I can't stand. And we, we, we talked about lying, and some of us, we still struggle with lying. We, oh, you know, I couldn't make it because of this. Why are we going to lie? Just say, I couldn't make it. But all these things separate us. Sometimes they put buffers. Sometimes they create things in us because we don't see that image in us. Muchos de nosotros estamos sufriendo, hermanos, porque no podemos ver la imagen de Dios. No podemos entender que es éramos creados en su imagen para muchos esos si lo piensas como que estábamos creados en su imagen what are you talking about we were created in his image the word of God says it I don't this is how he thought how much he thought of us now it looks at it right and you some of y'all can scratch your head and you've been on the road sometimes and you've seen the way some people drive and you're like that person was not created in the image of God I can tell you that right now Oh, Lord, have mercy. That person was not created. You know, I suffer a fool right now. Right? Because of our impatience and because of what we're lacking, we don't, we don't understand what it is because we still haven't seen how perfect he was. Are you living a life in his image? Are you suffering Are you merciful? Are you patient? Are you understanding that God can do something in you? Because the name of Jesus is a powerful name that demons will, will tremble, demons will shake. But it doesn't matter if these things happen because they'll happen when you just use it. You just say in the name of Jesus, it gets unsteady here. Just asking him to come here in this moment, to be here. It, demons will start to tremble. Thoughts will start to want to question things. Distractions will start to happen. But I tell you one thing, the moment that you realize that you were created in his image, there's something powerful being created in his image. If we turn to Matthew 28, 18, 
And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Y Jesús se acercó y les habló, diciendo, Toda potestad me, me es dada en el cielo y en la tierra. What does that mean, Jesus? All power was given to you? And yet in this power that everything was given to him. And he says, I'm going to send you a comforter. There's still a doubt that comes over us because we're thinking, well, that's the power that was given to him. But he is in us. You see, we get to a point where we have this power. And again, it's it, it, a lot of it's missed. And a lot of it, this is why my sheep hear me and they follow me. That, that's, that's, a, that's an important, you know, that's an important passage right there that he's reading at the gate of Solomon. My sheep, he, sheep hear me and they follow me. And then, and then Peter's at that gate and, and he's like, I heard you. I'm here. But for some of us, Unfortunately, you'll be missed this morning. The power and authority that you'll have in Christ. The power and authority you have in Christ. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obedecer a vuestros pastores y sujetaos a ellos. Porque ellos velan por vuestras almas como quienes han de dar cuenta para que lo hagan con alegría y no quejándose. Porque esto no, no os es provechoso. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Now, brothers and sisters, what does that mean? What does that mean? See, see, a lot of us, we've, we've struggled in life. Some of you are in your fourth, fifth marriages. Ah, and I'm not saying here. If people are listening, okay? It's not some of y'all. It's people that are listening right now. Some of you can't stay in a relationship. Some of you can't. You have nothing that you've gained. You know, I'm, 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 am I bothering somebody this morning? I hope I'm bothering somebody this morning because you've struggled with submitting Oh, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Okay, keep on doing what you're doing. You're not hurting me. You're hurting yourself. But when we get here, when we get to this place and we have that mindset, then I know God steps in. I know God steps in for me. And it's sad to see. It's hard to see. When we're struggling, when we don't have to struggle. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to struggle, brothers and sisters. I don't know. Do you want to struggle? Do you really want to struggle? I think at the end of the day, how we stop the struggle is we get closer to God. Getting closer to God means that things get removed from us. But I will tell you one thing, that God will never remove anything from you that he will not replace with something greater. So some of us need to get that void, need to clear that space, and let God in. Praise the Lord. If we turn here to 
Luke 10:19. Si voltamos aquí, hermanos, para Lucas 10:19. Amén. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. You see, this is again, this is your image speaking to you. Some of us, we won't see this. We won't understand this. We can't even comprehend this. How do I have this authority? Because we don't even know what the serpents and scorpions are. But God has given us authority over things in our lives that distract us, that tempt us, that hurt us. And we read here in Genesis 3.14, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above all beasts of the field. Upon the belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put an enemy between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise the heel. Now, what does that mean, brothers and sisters? What does that mean that our enemy, that God has given us authority over our enemy? What does that mean? What is your enemy? What is, what is going on? What is happening in your life right now that the enemy is God's enemy and he's giving you authority over it? God is good. God is faithful. God loves you so much that he's, he's, he's bothered you today in conversation. He's made you feel uncomfortable. He's, he's made you want to uh, distract. He's made you want to, oh, I don't want to hear this stuff right here. I don't need to hear this right now in my life. That's how God works. God starts to put things in your mind like, well, maybe it's because of me these things are happening. Or maybe if I don't do these things, these are going to happen. But you got to get past all that and say, God, if I was created in your image, which is perfect, help me, God. Help me see this and understand the authority I have. Because you have authority in Jesus. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? This is one of those kind of weird preachings for me. Because it's kind of like talking about somebody about your career. And sometimes they get it, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it inspires people, and sometimes it doesn't. And why I say it's kind of a weird preaching is because, for me, I understand what God has given us. I've seen his power. I've seen his power in my life. I've experienced it. I've, I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that that he, how he's worked. And I know that there's struggles. I know there's things that come against me. I know there's stuff that happens. I'm not even talking about here. I'm just talking about in my life general. If it's my career, if it's my home, if it's whatever it is, things will come trying to say, okay, let's see if you remember who you were created in. Let's see if you understand who, who, who your master copy is. But I say it's weird because sometimes... It might have just been one that understood this. 
And just imagine how weird that could be, right, in a moment like this. Because just one understanding the authority, you would think like, well, why didn't God just let me talk to that one, right? <laughs> God, let's, can we just save the time, God, and maybe just talk to the one? But sometimes, and that's why we fear this, sometimes God wants to tell you, I told you this, to the many. Let's pray, brothers and sisters, and ask God for this confidence and this understanding of what he's called us for, what action he's called us to. Amen. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're grateful, Lord, first of all, for your mercy and your grace, Jesus. We know that there's power in you, Father. We know that you've given us this power, Lord, this power of understanding, this power of healing. But some of us, Lord, we've been mixed up in our life, and our life has taken over, has distracted us to think, Jesus, that this is what we need or what we want, Father. I'm asking right now, Father, that you shine your light brighter than anything in our lives, that we may see you, Jesus that everything else uh, may go out of focus, Father, and that we just may see you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you because of your grace, Lord, and, and how you've worked with us and how patient you've been with us, Jesus. I'm asking, Father, right now, Lord, that you just continue to heal the church, Father. Right now, if there's people here, Father, that are hurting, that don't understand why, and they have questions, and they're resentful on things, Lord Jesus, and they're just, the pride has caused these walls to not allow them to submit to you, Jesus. Your goodness, your love. I ask that your love break through, Father. I ask that you bother, Father, people that you've called before, and you bother them with your love, Jesus, your goodness. I'm praying right now, Father, that if your words have reached someone's heart, there was a need, Father, of a better understanding of why they're going through what they're going through or how they have the authority, Jesus, to pray for things that are now and to come. Father, help us to see you clearer. The only way we can see you, Jesus, is if we draw ourselves to you, Jesus. Again, Jesus, help us in our lives. Bless all those, Father, that are traveling today. Watch over them, Lord. We're grateful, Lord, for your mercy, your grace. I know, Jesus, that as you were speaking to the disciples there and you were saying things that they didn't understand at times, that there could be a time in their lives here in this congregation, Lord, that they'll need to remember the authority they have. And I ask that these words come clearly to them. We thank you, Jesus, for your love, your mercy for us, that it is you, Lord, that deserves all the glory and honor. Bless our family, bless our day, Jesus. And we just ask that you continue working in our lives. We ask this in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Well, God bless everyone. God bless all the visitors. God bless my family from Bishop here. God bless you all, those that are visiting right now. Is Rosa, is that your family and friends here? Is this your sister? Oh, my goodness. We just heard about you. You're the what? Sister. 
You're the oldest. That's your mom? All right, sir. God bless you, too. Thank you for raising your hand. And good to have you here, sir. Good to have you here. God bless you. I saw you. Oh, praise God. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I saw you nodding your head. I saw you into it. So God bless you. Okay, I'm going to be praying. We'll be praying for y'all. And we love y'all in the Lord. And man, you brought a lot of joy into your sister. A lot of joy into your sister. Oh, praise God. Well, well, that joy that she got, we all got. Knowing that because we, we love Sister Rosa and her family. And you guys feel that also. So God bless you all. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up and let's play a couple of songs here. Um, and God bless everyone, brother and sister. Let's, let's have hope in Jesus. Let's have hope in Jesus. Amen. Because he is the creator of all things, brothers and sisters. Right now, your life might be a mess. He can get you out of it. I don't know what's going on right now, but find him. Find him in your life right now. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. And again, brothers and sisters, let's keep, continue praying for all the brothers and sisters that are traveling right now. We have brothers and sisters that are coming back. I'm traveling this evening. I believe my, uh, my aunts are traveling. Uh, my aunt's traveling back this um, this, uh, afternoon. So let's, let's pray. Let's pray that the Lord bless, uh, bless their journey. Amen. And God bless everyone, brothers and sisters. And let's, uh, let's praise the Lord with these couple of songs right here.